even though we may be professionals in our field, we aren't offering therapeutic advice through this show. So if you need that, please reach out to us. We'd like to get you pointed in the right direction wherever you may live. Tyler's mom. Because she, she will push. We have to have one Tyler's mom joke per episode. You understand that, right? Do that one. Yeah, Tyler's mom. <laughs> yeah, let's invite Tyler's mom. Oh, remote. I'm calling like? remote. Take a video of his room right now, please. Tyler's mom is an important character on this podcast. She's the character. Remember, remember Vera on Cheers? She's never on camera. <laughs> Wait, Brad had a brilliant idea right there. Set, give Tyler's mom a black light and send her into his room. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you're a man that controls his own destiny, a man that is always in the pursuit of being better, you are in the right place. You are responsible. You are strong. You are a leader. You are a force for good. Gentlemen, you are the Alpha, and this is the Alpha Quorum. All right, hey guys, check this out. I went this week 74 hours without eating any food in a row. Yeah, I ain't doing that. Dang, no, Gandhi over no, here. No, listen, you- I had to go to the doctor... Um, about 10 days ago, and we won't get into that on the show. You guys know the background behind that. Um, but anyway, so... This is hard stuff. Yeah, it was hard stuff. My blood pressure was like bananas. My AFib was all over the place. And I had to go to the doctor. I had, I had to go to the hospital in the emergency room. They're trying to get my heart rate and blood pressure down. And they started threatening me with a, a pacemaker. So I thought, well... Whoa, I, yeah, geez. exactly. That's and, old man stuff right there. It is. That's old man stuff. And I'm thinking, like, all right, this is pathetic. Can't I, be around large magnets. Wait, you can't be around magnets with a no, pacemaker? No. Uh, really? Powerful ones. Huh, I didn't know that. I, I honestly, I didn't even look up the pacemaker Wikipedia page or anything. I was like, there's no reason. I'm not having this. And a couple of years <laughs> ago, I lost a bunch of weight on the keto diet, which is, like, all the rage now. Mm-hmm. And fasting is part of that regimen where you go, like, several days at a time with just, you know, water. So I thought, well, I can do this. So Monday night I went home and Mrs. Johnson made me a nice patty melt. And uh, I didn't eat again until Thursday night for dinner. And that was your plan? Like wow. specifically you had... Well, I mean, I, I, did, I decided like, all right, I'm going to get control of this. I'm going to get this sugar out of my system. I'm going to, you know, really start to take control of my health. And we've been talking about this on the show a lot about making 2019 a year where we stay out of our comfort zone. We get better. We, you, we level alpha up. And so I thought, I can do this. I've done it before. I'd done about a 76-hour fast before. And you know what the worst part of fasting is? But no, thinking about fasting is the like, when am I going to start it? So here's the move. Have a big dinner. Like, go home. Have I a big have a, Exactly. Tyler. Tyler probably did that tonight. Exactly. I actually did. You know what? I know we have to have one Tyler's mom joke every show. But let's save it for the next one. Let's just table that. <laughs> Because this was like going to be an okay, funny Tyler's mom joke, but let's make it better. So those of you listening at home are going to have to wait an episode for a good Tyler's mom <laughs> joke. But listen, so I had a big dinner. Mrs. Johnson made me a patty melt. I ate it. I went to bed, got up, went to work, and just drank water and, I have to, in full disclosure, Coke Zeros all day. Just every time I was feeling a little sluggish, 
I'd have like one of those little tiny mini cans of Coke Zero. And um, Tuesday night, here's the hardest part about doing an hour 22 to about hour 30. If you can get through that moment, that point, it's easy. Can you time that? Like if you're asleep, will that during those time periods, do you think that'll be okay? Or do you think when you wake up, then that will be your rough period? Um, I've never had to wake up because here's the move. So I get home, I go to bed early, I take a double shot of NyQuil. All right, that way I don't wake up hungry in the middle of the night. I wake up Wednesday morning, feel terrific. Drugged. Exactly. Yeah. A little hungover, a little sore. Okay. I've always been a lightweight with booze. Like back in my single days, I drink three Coors Light Blackout, not remember anything from the day before. That was kind of the thing for me. But uh, so anyway, woke up Wednesday morning, felt fantastic. Didn't eat again until Thursday night. And all I had for dinner that night was um, some salami and some cheese. And then um, I think that was it. How long has it been since you started eating again? Uh, Friday. Have you started moving? What was the first thing? I ate salami, salami and cheese, cheese. Oh. and then um, you well, started moving sugar back in at all. Or I had I went over to my si- my wife's sister's house on Friday for poker night, and I had three sugar sugar cookies, and that wrecked me. And mm-hmm. but Did it headache? No, what not at all. Wrecked no, wrecked you. It just made me tired. So I went home, went to bed, and then yesterday I was good. I didn't have any sugar. Today um, I had a little bit. Are you craving it? Like no, not it? at all. That's the crazy part. Like once you get past about hour thirty. Your body sort of responds by saying, "Oh, okay, I guess we'll, we're doing this now." And I think that's the moment where your body well, this just is a thing. I'm exactly. Like, a like, I'm like I remember, shot. and then and then your body says, oh, "Okay." And then I think that's the moment where it starts eating your own organs to stay alive. <laughs> I think I think hour <laughs> thirty oh, donor party. Exactly. I think that's the, the part. Heart. And here's the here's the here's the other weird part. And this is not an exaggeration. The longer I'm in fasting the more i want to listen to pink floyd the wall like like honestly like there's there's something psychedelic going on there to where i'm at my desk doing my job listening to pink floyd on pandora you're all comfortably like, exactly so i'm gonna do it wrong album brad wrong album i'm gonna wait wait wait, wait. <laughs> i'm not and the thing is i'm not a huge pink floyd fan oh, i am, oh, I, I I am they're they're fine you know they're like justin bieber like they're okay i like them oh, all right there's some songs i like so, but no one. I I'm, think I just lost a little respect for you. You put Pink Floyd with Justin Bieber. Come on, uh, I, it was purposes of the joke. So anyway, funny. funny. It's, I'm hoping it's. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna. I'm like <laughs> Pink Floyd is like Justin Bieber. What? <laughs> They're like okay. Anyway, so I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do it again for three days this week because I was texting with my dad and my brother like, oh, I want to join you. And so when are you starting? Probably tomorrow night at dinner. And Is this stuff that you clear with the doctor? You walk through oh, yeah. this program? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did he give you any guidelines for doing this? Well, here's the thing. If you're hungry... Or she. Did she give you any guidelines? Oh, I only see guy doctors. Way to assume genders. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not taking any chances with a girl doctor. No way. <laughs> I got... I got Please 99 problems and a girl doctor. Right one, just tune <laughs> once it's time to get that prostate checked. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I don't want to be drawn wood during any of those examinations. So, no, it's all boy doctors. That's it. Funny so, story for another time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, um, anyway, I, had a, I actually had a, a, a nephew tell me a story once where he was getting a physical and he was flicking his wiener. So that just to, yeah, just to make sure he'd be bigger for the doctor. Oh, <laughs> no. 
Oh my it's God. a true story. Like, like he's like, I was flicking heck? it so that it was like, I was like, I was half chub. So that. <laughs> Hello. Wow. Does everything look okay? We started that episode with fasting, and we ended. <laughs> we ended it with a half mass teenager. So. There it is. That's the most natural segue ever. Good for us. Well, there's an award for podcasts at the end of the year. It's the, it's the like, yeah. I don't know what it's called. For Dundies. The Dundies? Is that it? Uh, whatever. And that's, from, that's from the office. Yeah. Right now we're laughing our asses off as Brad's fading out the audio on the edit. <laughs> like, he probably stopped. This is my chest hurts. I got a headache. This is our blooper reel. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's check the score of the game here. 21-17, Kansas City, guys. Are you yes, serious? 21-17. Yes. Oh. 21-17, Kansas City with 7 minutes and 45 seconds left in the game. Um, New England has the ball on their own 28-yard line. Right now, Kansas City is a 74.5% chance of winning this. Nice. How much time left? Uh, seven and uh, about seven hours. Seven hours. Seven minutes and forty-five seconds. So the Bears seconds. have beat Kansas City and the Rams, which makes the Bears. That's exactly how they <laughs> calculate that. <laughs> the the, so no, no, that, I know that that's how they. It's like a soccer game. Like they just flip a coin at the end and say you're the winner. So, so no, on the text this, I, I know that uh, one of the things that uh, Brad's been talking a lot. So those of you that are listening at home, um, the quorum, we have our own text thread that we're constantly chatting about on on whatever's going on hours of the day tyler's like you wake up to 800 messages exactly yeah. <laughs> so but boundaries in marriage which um i absolutely is a topic i know our audience is going to want to know a lot about i've noticed that i think i mentioned this before but i've noticed that when we go with relationship podcasts and topics our downloads are way sky high we did that episode a couple months ago about sex and that one's like that one gets downloaded more than anything else so i know where our audience heads at right there so (laughs) right but like when you were talking about boundaries in marriage and want to talk about it i mean this is not going to be a topic i know a lot about i mean i don't know boundaries until i've crossed them that's kind of how i find out it's there but what were you meaning brad when you were talking about that just that it's important to to know where you know where each of you end and begin and that kind of thing i i think about i'm working with a couple right now um and there's often this fear of one cheating or the other one cheating but they would maybe go to bars alone and that type of thing or they're they're texting or they have on social media these conversations with people that and it starts to create doubt and mistrust in the relationship. And so, I don't know, I just think a, a common issue is boundaries, how much we're connecting with people we shouldn't, you know, how, what, what kind of connections we should be fostering that we're avoiding. Um, you know, what are we allowing? What are we putting up with? What are we allowing to have happen in our life? And um, I don't know, I just think about like your yard where your your yard ends and the other neighbor's yard begins or... You know, if there's a dog shitting in your yard, you might need to fix the fence. That's, do you that's see, a boundary issue. Do, you know, if somebody you, comes on your, somebody knocks at your door. Mm-hmm. Usually, you just kind of meet them at the door and talk to that person, right? But boundary, <clears throat> but you're talking about boundaries with your neighbors. That's much easier to delineate. I mean, you, you've got walls, you've got property lines, you've got, and and within a marriage, 
that's trickier. I mean, that's such yes. Th- those waters are totally different. My question is over to Jeremy. I mean, in your practice, working with couples and and husbands, and I, I, we never talk about the women you work with, but I suspect this is an issue that comes up consistently with people in relationships, like knowing boundaries. Yeah, and boundaries within a marriage. How do you? I mean, well, I think the easiest the easiest definition I've ever heard of a boundary is Brene Brown put it really simply: a boundary is just this is what's okay and this is what's not okay. It's as simple as that, and. I really like the idea that she presents in one of her videos where she talks a lot about, you know, I can't really fully love somebody without boundaries because if there's no boundaries there, then I just get resentful and hateful when they start walking all over them or when they start walking over my idea of what the boundary should be, even though they've never been communicated. And with, with women in particular, you know, I do work with lots of women who have been betrayed by their husbands. Boundaries are really the only control they have in that relationship at that point. So in your, in your, definition of a boundary is in my rela- in this marriage in my in this relationship this is acceptable behavior and this is not are right. we are yeah. we all in agreement I, that that's i love it all right by the way we have a visitor today at the podcast chad we're not what up, leave, chad? We're, hey chad chad's coming to visit if you guys want to come to the podcast just message us on facebook and you guys are welcome to come be a part of it um let me ask you just quickly you having a good time chad so far you learned anything do the uh, do the face ma- do the faces match the voices? All right. Is it everything you thought it would be and more? <laughs> way more. It's He's way way more. Mind blown. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, he did hear the uh, the little earlier half chub episode, so that's good. <laughs> so, but so if in a he, he he heard that as it was happening, it was magical. Let me tell you. <laughs> That was not on the whiteboard to discuss that. So, so, but within a marriage, so would you say that marriages, because I, I honestly, if you asked me what the boundaries were in my marriage, I'm not sure I could tell you more than say a couple, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, they're pretty rigid, like don't have sex with somebody else and, you know, tell me what time you're coming home tonight. And that's, that's about it. And I'm sure there are others. So I am absolutely certain that I am violating all sorts of boundaries in my marriage right now because I, I never even stopped to consider what's what's happening there. Am I am I alone in this? Is this pretty normal guy well, behavior? I think it's probably just not at the forefront of your mind, but you have boundaries. There's all kinds of rules. You have, I'm assuming you have expectations or rules about like, for example, money. When When is it? You can make an independent purchase, and when should you kind of ask her? If you're I'm still working on that. I don't know when I'm allowed to you, spend money if on. If you can't night. spend twenty bucks, you know, I mean, maybe that's your thing. But some people, I think you, there are boundaries. You may, you, they may not, you may not even know what they are, but they're expectations or things you've allowed or things you've or she has not allowed at all. And, so, and I think the easiest way for you to think about it is is just think about any resentments you're feeling or any disappointments you may be feeling in, in any relationship. It doesn't have to be your marriage. And if there's a resentment there or a disappointment there, you, there's probably a boundary that's been crossed. Yeah, okay. if you think about like the ways that you hate your spouse, right? The ways they hate you, the way that they like give you that look, and you know you're in trouble. Typically, like to Jeremy's point, typically what's happening is you or they are crossing over these boundaries, whether they're spoken or unspoken. You're you're really saying f you when when somebody like crosses this boundary. You're just looking at them in the eye and you're saying like f you. I don't care about the things that you care about. I don't care about the things that matter to you, that you've told me that matter to you. I don't care. I'm just going to go off, run off, and do my own thing anyway. Well, That's the, like a boundary destroyed. The problem, that you're, Mike's absolutely right, and the problem is is 
when we're not communicating our boundaries and then we're upset, that leads to a whole other problem because that's, that's not whole, their problem. That's yeah, my problem. Right, right, yeah. Right. That's yep. a, that's a shade of this and it's almost yeah. a separate, it's like a cancerous tumor yeah. on the main tumor. It's like a sub tumor. So go back and say that again, Jeremy, because I totally checked out. I was checking the score of the game. So say that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ghost the, the get your boundaries right over here. So, right. That, that, totally that is not okay to be ignoring me. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all, right. All, right. all right. All right. So if, if, I'm, if I'm communicating my boundaries to my spouse and my spouse is walking all over them, then yeah, it's that big F you. I don't care what you're telling me. But if I'm not communicating my boundaries to my wife or my, my friends or my parents, it doesn't matter who it is, and I get all upset about it and resentful and hateful because of it, that's my issue. That's not their issue, right? That's so t- you're, what you're saying is if you've got a boundary that's being crossed and you have a responsibility to either... You have to set it or drop it. You have to challenge the expectation. You have to, ch- not the expectation. You have to challenge the, how realistic that boundary is. Is this something that really needs to be set or is this just me? Because I'm thinking about this and I obviously have boundaries and there are things that, um, as far as money and things like that, I, I don't really care. I just, that's not an issue that really gets me all that lathered up, to be honest with you. But I, I do think that there are boundaries and I feel like, yeah, when they do get crossed, I'm constantly, my first question is, why is this such a big deal to me? That's the first question I'm always asking. Was like, why are my undergarments in a twist right now? Is it ever, <laughs> like, why is this a big deal? That's I'm, a great question to ask actually, yourself. I, I mean, I do that all the time. Like, why am I upset? Is this real? Am I, or am I just like operating? Like, am I being a, an a-hole right now? My feelings are hurt. And most of the time I find number one, you're right. I haven't expressed like, hey, this is a line that I need you to respect. Like when you go past this certain point, I feel this way. It's not your fault. All right. I don't blame you for the way I feel. That's ridiculous. Blaming somebody else for your feelings is a waste. Of, it's stupid. And it's just victim mentality. You know, a victim. Uh, I. It's victim. It's being right, a victim. Right. And I just I get really uncomfortable with that. But. So my question to you is, all right. If I find a boundary that I have, is it healthier to ask why and maybe break down that boundary? Or how do I go to my spouse and say, okay, this is a problem for me? So, for instance, I, I, I'll give you a for, uh, for example. So, we've got, I know this dude who knows this dude, all right? And guy was going on business trips and he was hooking up with girls. You know, like there was not any sex per se, but there was everything with the, that exception, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. And it came out, and it came out in like just, it, it came out exactly how you would imagine it coming out with, you know, he he comes clean, he tells his wife, there was, you know, I've been doing this for years, we've been, you know, but there was no sex. So they've gone through this process of kind of fixing, and it's taken them a long time. They've gone through this healing process. It sounds to me like, against all odds, they're going to you know, try and fight through this, and they're getting closer. But the, the issue is the dude's not quite sure like where he is in the process. So they're back to sleeping in the same bed. Good, good. Okay. But, and they're back to where she's like reaching out, touching him with her toe, <laughs> and then he rolls over and is ready for like, you know, all right, let's make out. So obviously, like, and then she's disgusted. She rolls back over, and he's back on, you know, on the couch, so to speak. So my question is, in a situation like that, does, am I am I making myself so like he's always chasing the? He doesn't know where the boundary is. She changes from day to day or whatever. 
He doesn't know. Uh, well, progressed past that now, and well, and we're dealing with way more than just boundaries being crossed. Sure. We're dealing with betrayal trauma at that point. So we're like that's a whole other complex issue there, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure we want to get into that in that episode, but that 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 is a simple example with a complex dynamic behind it. So the thing that I always um, I'm, I'm thinking about as we bring up that example is the fact that when we're in this relationship with the other person, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a fluid it's a fluid, constantly evolving organism. And at any moment, any one of the partners can decide to change the dynamics. And that has then, the, there's consequences. So they're allowed to do that. In a, in a, humans are going to make promises and break promises. And now we have this promised relationship. We're together. We're loyal to each other. And then the other party is morphing and modifying and based on moods and temperaments and things that happen during the day, that boundary line that once was really bright and understood by both sides, maybe today, for whatever reason, it's shifted in one way or the other. And so now the person who's victimized by this, you know, shifting boundary situation, mm-hmm. how do they react? What are they going to bring back into this? Like you change the rules. The den- you're, you're, right? You're breaking the rules. Well, if Brad, if, if Jeremy or Brad were working with this couple, so let's say, you know, this couple we're talking about, they come into you. <laughs> checked out. I checked out for a minute. Don't, Are you looking at the score? The spot. No, I'm no. just, no. Let me finish, let me finish this Okay, go, go back to what you because, were saying. Because my wife has this great thought that she will express sometimes. She says, the marriage is a contract that is constantly being renegotiated. Both parties are constantly looking for new ways to sort of um, keep their end of the bargain, but maybe modify it as life evolves and they evolve. So when that happens, the other person has to decide, am I going to be patient and compassionate and, and adaptive to this? Because to, to just be pissed that it's not the way it was yesterday just may be totally a waste of time. It may be, it may be futile. It may be madness and insanity that I'm mad today because now she's tweaked it two degrees to the left and now that's apparently the new normal. I liked it two degrees the other way. I wanted to go back that way. And she's like, that's not happening. And so then I become, I become immature and I throw a tantrum and I don't like it. But and then you, I shade if, her and then I shun her and all these things. So really, I think for me in my relationship, and I don't do this very well. And so here I am, this hypocrite talking about this ideal. But if I want to maintain this relationship with this other human, this other sinning, flawed, catastrophically, you know, hopeless as much as I am human, then I have to now, on this new day, the sun has risen on this new situation, this new dynamic, I have to say, okay, I'm still in it. I'm still in it to win it. And this is what it looks like now. Here it is now. I can adapt to that. And I but can, the, I the, can the question this. is this, because I understand what you're saying there, and I agree with it. But in... in What's difficult is when you don't know where the line is when you're constantly having, like, for instance, with this, I don't even know this guy. Like, I, he could be in the, he could be Chad right now. Maybe that's why he's here. I don't know. So <laughs> We got you, Chad. <laughs> so, but I, w- I wouldn't know the guy, but my question is, so this guy's trying to make a wrong right, and he's trying to heal the marriage and take it back to where it was, which the sooner he can say that's never going to happen, the sooner he can kind of start working towards whatever the best possible outcome of this is going to be. So my question is, what we, if they don't clearly define where the line is, where the boundary is, 
how do we respect it? You understand what I'm saying? So she, Am I making sense? But yes, this, this, like I said, this is a really dynamic example because, because what she Mike doesn't say, know what her boundary is every day. Okay, because what, what Mike is saying is this guy is aware that he effed up. Like he's aware of it. He knows it. Like he's trying to make it right. Sure. All right. And if I were in that dude's position, I would be wanting to make it right as soon as possible. But he doesn't get to decide. I mean, at some point, he exactly. can, he has to go through. The atoning process in this particular circumstance. He's got to ride the roller coaster. Yeah. He's got to rebuild. He has yep. to rebuild that faith, that confidence, that trust, you know, and that takes time. And him respecting her ups and downs of her boundaries will help him do that. Oh. Yeah, and his irresponsibility of doing that, and then when he gets pissed about it, it's going to just take away score. Yep. It's going to take points off his scoreboard until he's negative, and he's then, then uh, he's almost like, why stay in this marriage? Right? Can you hear that? I can hear a guy. I can I hear, hear it all the time. I hear it yeah. all the time too. So what do you? I'm so negative. I'm upside down. What am I even trying? Exactly. For? Exactly. I'm I'm fighting against this. I I don't even know what winning looks like. I don't know what. Lo- I mean, I sure as hell know what losing looks like. It looks like this now. Exactly. Like this is. You know, this this sucks. I don't know if I want to. You know, I get that I messed up. I get that I. You know, again, he owns it 100, percent and he wants to make things right, and yet the goalposts keep moving. What do you tell that guy? You know what I'm saying? I mean, how do you work with a guy that is, pun- he's still punching, he's still fighting, but the, the goalposts keep moving. He's, he's not sure like, you know, I think in this example, you know, I, I don't know what I would say to this guy if I were talking to him, I guess. I you talk to guys more, like this every I, day I have though. a lot more I mean, context, but I, I think I would, it sounds like this is a person who's trying to get something. So what can I get from you? To me, that whole approach is wrong, and I don't think you have any boundaries. That's a good you point. Don't have to I, tiptoe around if you're if you're if you're if you're looking to serve her and take care of her and meet her needs and that kind of thing, and it's all about the other person. I think to begin with, you're you're not going to cross any boundaries if your focus is on their well-being and their and their happiness. If this is a guy who's trying to cop a feel at night or whatever, and he's like frustrated because she won't give it up, to me that's a wrong place to start to begin with. So to walk it back a couple of steps, this guy has to disassociate him or maybe emotionally detach himself from the outcome and say, look, you have absolutely no control of the outcome here. All right. You got yourself to this point in the relationship. Yeah. It's all kind right. Of a because surrender. you, you are flawed. You have problems. You've made mistakes. We have to address those mistakes and we have allowed, we have to allow your, your partner your spouse in this particular relationship to deal with this, however, and this might end badly. Right. Well, and here we're, we're talking about these huge boundary um, violations, but the reality is, is in this particular situation, I see this all the time, you know, honey, I'll be home in five minutes and he's home in six, right? She will blow up one day because she, her brain, because of the betrayal that he, he, he caused, is like, what's he doing? Where's he going? All in that minute, right? So It's irrational. It is very irrational. It, you cannot pin that down. You cannot apply logic to that. And, and But somehow that's okay. And he's got to ride it. It's he's got to okay. ride it. Like, and he's got to adjust his, his approach to go along with that. He's like, okay, honey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on that. And this is what I'm going to do differently to ma- ensure that that doesn't happen again. And then, I'm sorry, did you have and, one? And if it does, this is how I'll respond. Yeah, and then the other thing that happens with him is like when she does flip out over something like a phone book or whatever, he, like he forgot to turn off the lights and everything goes to shit in that moment. It's not about the light and that dude needs to stay on his game. If he gets sucked into that, 
He's lost football. He's lost so many yards. Go sports. He has really taken away any victories that he's, that he's, any goodwill that he's accumulated with her by all these things he's been following. Like he's listening to Jeremy. He's listening to Brad. He's, he's really, he's on his game. He's doing all of the right things. And then he gets sucked into a shitstorm of drama because she flips for whatever reason. And it's okay. She flips over the light. He goes down that rabbit hole like it's undone. It's all undone. Well, let's flip this for a second. What happens when there's no let's let's take betrayal out of it because betrayal just like that causes such it's huge, a whole other layer. That's a whole other a whole other subject that we would spend hours on. But what about when your wife's not respecting your boundaries or your friends? What about when you as a person, rather than you know, it's all great and well for us to learn how to respect other people's boundaries. But what about when people aren't respecting ours? I, I see that quite a bit. The people pleasing, the perfection, like all that stuff. Just people, just they go along to get along. They're trying to make everyone happy, and their boundaries are getting walked all over. And it's just so destructive. I don't know if you noticed that, Brad. But if, if like, I'll give you an example. If the tone in which somebody speaks to me bothers me, I need to be comfor- comfortable enough to talk to somebody about it. If I work with somebody and we're sharing. Let's say me and Brad are sharing office space and Brad isn't late on his rent, but I like rent at 8 a.m. instead of noon and I get upset about it. I need to be able to speak to Brad about that or drop it, right? Like we need to learn how to set boundaries with everybody in our lives, not just our spouse. But I see that with guys, guys and girls pretty, pretty evenly, but I see it women probably, I don't know if you've known this, Brad, they have a lot, they're a little bit more on the people pleasing side. Do you, do you? I think so, yeah. yes. Yep, yep, yep. Derek, so I've got so a clarity, cool. to clarity about what is the boundary to begin with. What yeah. are the rules? You know, when, even when you start a fight, it's, it's like we start with the rules. We review the note hitting below the belt or whatever. And so to know what it is I need and what it is doesn't work for me, I need the, I need the rent by 8 a.m. That's the expectation. It starts with clarity first, I would say. Let me, me ask, let, let me ask you this, because I, um, I, I was saying earlier, when, when I feel like my feelings are getting trampled or I'm, a, I'm annoyed with somebody or the way they're treating me, I, I really don't like to give other people, especially people that don't matter to me really in the grand scheme of things, if I'm not going to, you know, if I didn't see him for a year and my life is the same, I don't really care. I don't like, I don't but like, even to, that's a boundary, but I don't like, I don't like to give people power over my emotional well being. And so there are very few people that I interact with on a daily basis that can get my dander up about anything. Well, that's an internal boundary there for you. Like, I'm just not going to let that person bother me. That's a boundary as well. Is that why you pick on me so much? Uh, cause you're, the dog syndrome. Yeah, it's an easy mark. Okay. I take out all my frustrations on you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. I was about to tell a Tyler's mom joke there, and I stopped myself. <laughs> There's a boundary. There's a boundary. I have another boundary. No, I have another boundary. Another I just discovered another boundary. But do you think that's me being, I guess my question is, is that, is, what, what would you suspect is, or what would you say is healthier, the guy who talks to the other person and says, look, when you say this, it makes me feel a certain way. I wish you wouldn't say that. Because, like, who gives, like, because it depends on the relationship. It depends on where you're coming from. If you're the guy who's chronically, you know, not sharing your feelings, you got to step up and be able to do that. If you're always the whiner, that may be the person that needs to just suck it up and bust through it and, and not... and not Set that internal boundary. Yes. Yeah. It's, it, so it's hard to give these kind of one-size-fits-all it, it solutions seems, to things. It just seems to me that emotionally 
you're better off and maybe and maybe I'm wrong and maybe this is why I have some relationships in my life that aren't working but my my attitude is I don't like to get wound up about somebody saying something to me about anything what what does it does does it even that's matter pretty elevated i think that's, I think that's pretty mature maybe that you, comes you, through you some you know what some i nice mean wisdom i think the line have. the line on where it becomes unhealthy is if i'm doing it to people pleaser to avoid um a necessity if it's just this person really the relationship really isn't that important i'm not i don't want to say relying but this relationship is just one of those where i could take it or i could leave it it doesn't really matter it's very superficial why why invest in that, right? Why spend all the energy trying to correct that? Now, if it starts to affect me emotionally, then absolutely I need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But if I am not addressing somebody because I'm people-pleasing, then that's where I think it gets really destructive. If I sat here and made a list of the people in my life that had the, the power over me to wreck my day with something they said to me, there's like four people on that list maybe and none of them are in this room sorry i love you guys <laughs> but i'm perfectly happy yeah. saying Fuck you i'm you're wrong you know what i'm saying you can bleep that out by the way okay. uh, but but you, you know what i'm saying i like yeah, yeah, yeah. i i really appreciate what you're saying and your feedback and your you know this 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 brotherhood this that we have it's important to me but i can't imagine you guys saying anything to me personally that would really get get me wound up kind of steal your heart you, you know what i'm saying like to to make me feel less oh that was deep that was that was good that was that was meta wait what because he has heart issues yeah that was funny oh. <laughs> i got it quickly oh so it, so let me ask, so am i emotionally healthy or am i emotionally detached to the point where it's harmful because now I'm thinking maybe I should be a little bit more checked in with how people affect my feelings. It, like I said, it really all depends on the relationship. It, if I don't have boundaries in place with people, I can't love them to the fullest extent I can love them. Now, if I really don't care about the relationship, what the hell does it matter? That's I like, my I like, I like what Jeremy was saying earlier too about the signal is the, is the negative emotion. If you're having anger, irrit, you know, irritability or frustration with the person or there's resentment, that's the stuff. That, that, that's the warning sign that you're, there's something unspoken here, mm-hmm. something you're not telling that you need to be talking about. Would you say that I owe it to my loved ones to tell them what my boundaries are, or do I owe it to my loved ones to work that out on my own? You have to work it out on your own before you take it to them anyway, so the right answer is work it out you on gotta your own. You've got to know what it is for yourself, yeah. Let me ask you this, because we wrote up on the board um, um, financial boundaries. Do you guys have a dollar amount that you're allowed to spend without... Asking permission or kind zero, zero. So we have <laughs> just zero dollars. If it's in paper or on plastic, I can't spend it. We, if it's metal, <laughs> if it's a metal round thing, I'm cool. All right, so you can spend coins. I'm just too bad you're not in Canada because they don't get coins to like five bucks. So we uh, we have a, a, a budget we set, and as you know, as long as we're working in that budget, it's fine. But that budget also includes discretionary money that each of us get that we don't have to account for if we don't want to. Other than we can't go above our discretionary, which isn't a ton. What is your discretionary? Hundred bucks a week, a month, a month, a month. Man, everything else is accounted for in the budget, right? So if I buy a diet coke, that's either coming out of groceries or it's coming out of my discretionary. How much of your discretionary income is spent on diet coke every month? Hardly. I hardly ever spend my discretionary. It usually rolls over. Put it in your travel budget or yep, your it goes classical music. Cla- yep, absolutely. In the Hawaii. That's better. 
it so. goes it, or I save it and buy it. like I just bought this year, this month I I had accumulated a little bit and I bought new snorkel gear. Look at you. Oh. Look at you. What um how did you pay for those boards we broke a couple of weeks ago? Uh, was that out of the that, bus- I was paid, that a business that, expense? That was a business expense. Oh, a business expense. Yeah, Look at you. The business account. You like that. So those boards were write-offs. Yes, they were write-offs. Very nice move. I like that. I like that. Tax deduction. What's yours, Taco? Yeah, we're kind of loose. We're fast and loose. We don't really track stuff so well, and I don't know if that's good or bad, but you know, um, one of the, you know, I say that, but then a couple of weeks ago, right, I talked about how one of the things that my wife I brought to her was the fact that, I guess what I'm alluding to, do you remember how we challenge each other? We're going to go home and ask her, right. like, how are we doing? And well, one of the things top of mind for her was like finances. And it's for, for me on my side of it, it's just sort of the, the messiness of it, the sloppiness of it, mm-hmm. which I have, I think, been doing a much more thoughtful job. There's a beautiful example of a boundary being set right there. Yeah, when she, you guys had that conversation. Brilliant. Well, yeah. Good observation. Yeah. Good observation. So the boundaries, you know, that was great on both sides because I felt like I needed to understand, does she have boundaries that I'm breaking and is there resentments here that I would like to know about? So that was me digging in to, to get to the point where I could ask her that and then she she could have blown that off too. She could have been, that could have been a moment or a conversation where she's like, I just don't want to deal with this. And so she could have smiled and, and patted me on the head and said, nothing, everything's fine. So both of us in that moment dug in and, and went deep and it was a great experience. So this whole, th- you know, we're talking about financial boundaries. I think that in all of our relationships, we're probably pissing off our spouse to a certain extent and them us because isn't isn't it the case that there are, a couple of areas of our relationships that are really key to mess things up. Like if you want to F up your relationship really badly, finances is probably a super fast way to get there. What are some other ones? I've got a couple I'm thinking of. Um, other relationships, you know, friendships, your family, you know, even if it's your blood, you spend too much time at your mom's house. Yeah, I was going to say family of origin issues. Family yeah. of That's origin. probably an entire your episode buddies, right you're there. Out, you're playing mm-hmm. golf every, every weekend or whatever and things are just too much. You're, it's un- imbalanced unbalanced imbalance in so in, in what the way you spend your time hobbies interests yeah. outside interests i bet you that one gets you in a lot of trouble mike because you're always doing something awesome like every time i look on facebook he's like i'm in mexico i'm climbing a mountain I'm jumping out I'm, of an airplane right exactly now. you know what he's not doing he's not shaving that beard that's not what he's <laughs> not doing that. but neither am i i'm looking like i've got kind mm. of a I gotta do something about this down here. So well, there, you know, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things in our relationship is we have allowed each other a certain amount of access to interests and hobbies outside of our own union, and we both see the value in that. And that's a boundary. That is a boundary, and so we're careful to maintain that. I feel like I approach my wife, and um, you know, I'm not perfect at this, but I keep a calendar. I have it right here. This is my calendar, and so I keep a paper calendar, so it's not a digital one where um, I tend to like to see things on paper and, and we'll go through a particular time period and we'll figure out who's going where and where I'm going and then I will ask if I'm stepping over. Like, is it okay if I do this event on this particular time of the year, this month or whatever? And so we kind of negotiate these things thing out, these out. But Lisa um, and I have this great understanding of uh, the fact, the reality is I need to be actively pursuing tons and tons of really sort of high adrenaline things because that's what, oddly enough, that's what soothes me. It brings me a lot of emotional comfort to know that I'm able to go, you know, and, and, and burn buildings down, like light something on fire, and I, metaphorically, right, and also actually. But Mike is not an arsonist. <laughs> not that we're aware of. For full disclosure, 
Maybe I've never been convicted of arson. <laughs> <laughs> convicted. Never been convicted. <laughs> the first time I met Mike, um, we bulldozed. What was it? We we bulldozed two um, junk cars. Junk cars down we to about one of the eight inch, That was that was when I met Mike the first time. So it would not be a stretch to think that he's not burning some buildings down. So those are just things that I need to do. That's part of my DNA, and I have to have that. I have to have the high energy going on all the time. And my wife's very understanding of that. She doesn't, she doesn't want to take that away from me at all. And, um, and she allows me the space to operate in that based on some, some boundaries, some parameters, and I try to, try to stay in there. Um, what else do you guys see that are like areas in relationships where maybe the guy is unknowingly doing things, we're doing things, that are really setting our wife on edge and we're just ignorant to it. These are boundaries that I, she, she might even have in her head, but we don't even know. I that. can give you one from my, my, my life. Um, my wife sometimes will come to me and say, um, a recent example, I think it was a couple months ago, and she used the language boundaries because she actually went to a class on boundaries. Like She was like, you know what, I need to work on boundaries. And so she went to a class. For those of you, is your wife a therapist too? No. Oh, okay. She, uh, for some reason, I, for a second, I thought she was a therapist, no, but she is. Uh, we, so she went to a class on boundaries because she felt like she needed to work on that in her life. And it's something me and her talk about quite a bit. And she used that language. She's like, look, honey, I'm setting a boundary right now because she just got done with the class. When you leave your dishes in the sink and you don't rinse them out or you just put water in that bowl and then it's like a cruddy mess the next morning, it pisses me off. <laughs> right? And... It's not your fault that I get pissed off, right? But I'm just letting you know the dynamic. So maybe work on that. That's so passive aggressive. That wasn't about. That was very no, forward. That's aggressive. That was really? That was forward. Oh yeah. Because that's it's forward. like it's like I know this is my problem, but I'm still putting it in your lap to fix. Well, she she was just holding me accountable because I wasn't being a grown ass man. I was just wasn't thinking about her. Does she know that it's a wife's job to do dishes? Oh, have God. you had that? <laughs> have you probably? No. Please send all your complaint emails too. <laughs> I wish we had more Complaints downloads. I, I could have just there? made the news with that one. I would have gotten Louis <laughs> C.K.ed for that one. As far as I mean. Boundaries in a relationship. Boundaries in a dating relationship. A dating How relationship? do you guys negotiate the playing field in the dating environment? Well, that's kind of hard now because of social media too. The way that it's I hard. To, it's hard to have two girls at the same time now. It's never been harder. No, no, it's harder to have two girls at the and same time caught. and not get caught. <laughs> I, I number two and you. number three gets so mad. <laughs> Dude, I would actually dispute <laughs> that. Just cool. seeing some of the crap my friends pull. Just because, I mean, making it on the Instagram takes months. Like, I don't know if it's the same for you, Tyler, just because we you have a little bit of You where a chick doesn't post service. you because they don't want to, like... Yeah, it's oh, like, yeah. that's when it's serious. If you make it on their social media, you're a thing. And, like, that's oh, how yeah. you know about it. Then you're done, yeah. yeah. Once it starts getting deleted... It's happened twice to me. Have you guys right. ever had any girls give you their... Bat where to, like, look, here's some ground rules, here's some... Yes. Really? Yeah. So you, oh, wait a second, this is interesting because I've never had this before. So, and I've been married three times, so I can't believe I've never had this conversation <laughs> before. <laughs> Maybe. Now we're getting Whoa. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Figure out the and secret. Thing. Is done. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> so that's, that's interesting. It's funny though, because talk about boundaries and then not, 
them not mattering. I remember when I met Mrs. Johnson the first time, I told my boundary was, look, I'm not getting married again. I'm not good at it, which I don't think she'd argue with at this point. But second of all, I'm not having kids. So I've done that. I'm not getting married and having kids again. And what am I? I've been married nine years now with a kid and three grandkids. So that boundary went kaplooey like all the rest of them. But so that's but that's a good point, Tyler. So you meet a girl, however you meet them now, on the Snap or right. the Twitter or the Facebook. <laughs> Nobody asks anyone on dates anymore. It's all over Tinder, all right. DMs. It sucks. Really? Actually asking someone. I asked someone on a date a few weeks ago. And when I showed up to pick her up, her mom met me at the door and said, you don't exist. So I don't think your daughter's going to come home because, or my daughter's going to come home purely because no one asks anyone on dates and then no one shows up at the door. It's all very it's a unicorn. digital. You know what I'm saying? It's people are it's doing it through text. Doing oh, through so you don't exist. I like, don't exist. T- because guys I like you. Are okay, so you don't there. exist. Like I thought she was like you don't exist. Slam. That's <laughs> a, that was that the image of way worse. Not that, real. <laughs> she that saying, I can relate to. To be totally honest, with, I can relate to that. Getting shut down by the mom. <laughs> but no, exactly. But no. So the you don't exist in that you asked the girl out on a date, you showed up, you picked her up. That doesn't exist. No, that's a unicorn. At least from my experience and in my age group but i'm coming from a little bit of a younger dynamic than you know most people in my age group don't have those mature relationships part of my background it makes me look for that um i grew up with a single mom um so i was seeing a lot of those adult relationships growing up um but you know in kind of the younger dating age right now um especially in college life most of it is just looking for um, your interaction digitally before anything really happens at first. And I mean, tell me if this is the same for you, Tyler, but now a lot of times people are, you know, they don't date, they just kind of hang out with a group of people. And so your dating circle really is just the people who you see on a weekly basis because you have to hang out with someone for X amount of months before you can actually start a relationship with them. Right. If you don't match on one of these profile things, then supposedly it's not going to What does it yeah. mean? You s- how does it work? Do you swipe up or down or right? It depends on which app. Okay. Yeah, it depends on which one you use. Okay, so you use the... I think it's confusing when you're on like three of them. You're like, okay, so, oh, which one is it? Right, so which on the one that you're on, you swipe up? You swipe up. You? I don't use any of them. That's right, because he's a unicorn. He shows up <laughs> at the door and picks up the girl. I'm not in college yet, so when I get up to BYU, we'll probably download Mutual and Tinder. Yep. But I'm, uh, I'm sure I will, but... I got gotcha. you. Okay. So, um, so you, you meet, you, so you don't meet personally, you meet digitally and then you hang out with them for months and then you ask them out. That's how it works now. You just start making out with them basically. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a second. <laughs> I don't mean that to be crude or, or anything like that, but you know, looking You're going to get my kicked friends. out of school talking like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, uh, so wait a second. Flag, so first base, on his first file. base is Snapchat. And then it goes straight to making out. That's how no, it no, works no, like no. that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so saying, good. This is all very hard. Kid, <laughs> <laughs> divorce. Yes. Right. Getting Go back again. together Go is again. a home run. Okay, so so you you're hanging out with a group, and then you start. Yeah, you do stuff as friends in the sense of you know someone will be saying, "Hey, we're doing a game night at my house," which never happens. I don't know why I gave that example. Um, but you know, we're going bowling. We're going to see a movie. You mm-hmm. go with a group of 20 people who, you know, some of them are paired off, some of them aren't. 
And then out of the people in that group who aren't paired off, that's where those relationships start. It's just kind of talking in those things. Um, but kind of what I've seen is that boundaries aren't really set anymore, um, at least in the relationships that I've had and with the, you know, my friendships. Um, I don't see people setting boundaries because doing a lot of this stuff digitally means you're not having to put yourself out there. So a lot of times people are very insecure in their relationships. There's um, no risk taking. I mean, there is that, no risk taking. I guess that's one of the big things with the uh, the apps where you're swiping. There's absolute. There's got to be no rejection at that point, right? No. There's a. There's a. I can't remember who the video is. <laughs> Tyler's, like, <laughs> Tyler's arguing. Like, you just. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's like it's nothing but rejection of these That's apps. All I, get. <laughs> I haven't had a swipe up in years. <laughs> the pond is dry. <laughs> Just keep swiping, and eventually you're stuck. Yeah, right? isn't There's that no more people to swipe exactly. on? If you're one of these girls in Vegas, well, if, you, he knows them you. so well. Every time there's a brand new person, like someone new, <laughs> target fresh acquired. Chum. There's fresh, there's fresh chum in the water. He's got so. like thirty thousand faces memorized now. Oh man, so nothing, <laughs> so nothing but rejection for Tyler. Meanwhile, Chad, he's like, I'm no, I'm no lady killer. I'm not going to say that I am. Well, you don't look like one to me. I mean, totally honest with you. I mean, you're like a solid six and a half. Six, oh, so. what? <laughs> Welcome to the quorum, Chad. My best day, I'm not even a six. So, <laughs> Well, that's okay. I'll, I'll take a six and a half. That's pretty solid. Yeah, it's still better than most, so that's right. Yeah. In fact, I think you might be the most handsome guy in this room, so I'm looking at you guys, and yeah, Chad's the winner right there, so... No, that guy's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty. pretty so boys. pretty. Looks like the game's going to half t- uh, to overtime, by the way. Yeah, so, I that overtime. Too. So, man, goodness it's gracious. It's giving me angina. So, all right. So, Tyler, going, going back to Tyler, when do we set up? I mean, because you've had that conversation where. Yeah, and it was early in the relationship. Like, how early? It was probably like Second, Do you want to give her a shout out? Should we say her name Absolutely on the show? Not. Okay. <laughs> you know, that was that was the Mary boundary. Kid on the way. Shut the front door. Are you serious? She moved on like a month after we broke up. Four months into this. Other that's a spe- gets married. That's a special type of humiliation you got to deal with there. Yeah. Okay. You got out before it was too late. Good job, man. Thank you, sir. That's right. Um, but no, it was very early where it was like, okay, here's things that we don't talk about. Here's things that we don't do. Okay, so what don't you talk about? Give me an example. I mean, because people listening to this are going, all right, what's an example? Because you can't just say there are things. Like, give me the weirdest one. What didn't we talk about? Um, Hold it up right. Let's see. I'm trying to remember some of these. I tried to forget about her and it worked. Let me think. Because it was things like mostly about like her past. Things that have happened. Oh, right. These are things that we're not going to talk about. These are things that we're not going to do because it will lead to us either talking about this or this happening. I was like, okay, that works. We're not going to talk about the time I got my nipple pierced. Is that what you're saying? Like things like that? Don't bring that up or what? Yeah, it was something like that. Okay. It, it was something about like that whole waxing thing we were talking about. Earlier. The boys, okay. <laughs> no, but um, but it was actually really helpful early in that relationship where I was like, okay, no, we're not going there. But towards the end of the relationship, it was like, that's all she would talk about. And it just kind of made things crumble. How long did it last? Uh, six, seven months. Oh, wow. Yeah. When was this? Two, 
a few years ago. Oh, so I met this girl. Yeah. Oh. She came okay. to church. Gotcha. I remember that. Okay. I can't picture her, but I remember meeting her. Yeah. So. But you thought the boundaries going in, like, from the very beginning, oh, yeah, that was in, totally like, helpful? Awesome. Oh, oh, definitely. All right. You think it, Chad? Well, yeah, I, I had a similar experience. I mean, it took a little longer than, you know, second date or whatever you said it was. Um, but having some boundaries set in a relationship that I've been in, um, it kind of helped me because, you know, like I said, I grew up around divorce. Um, I saw some things with my parents, and I knew that for me, if I could figure out what was wrong, I could avoid it, and I could try and make it so it didn't become a problem. Um, Smart guy. I think what my problem was is I was good at respecting boundaries, but I wasn't good at setting them. So I think mm. that's something that kind of Jeremy talked about earlier, where you know, in the case that you guys were talking about of the guy who had some issues while he was on business trips, mm -hmm. that's a situation where you've kind of forfeited your right to say this is a boundary for me because you know you're working on on saving face at that point. But if you're not setting your own boundaries early enough in the relationship, then you're going to be constantly looking at what am I doing to try and help her help this thing grow? But if you're not growing in that same time, you're not really getting anywhere. Um, and with your experience of her saying that's kind of what consumed her at the end, um, I think part of that comes from if you focus all of your energy or all of your attention on one person's boundaries and not you know the relationship, that dynamic contract between yours and theirs, then all they're thinking about what's consuming their mind is what they're trying to avoid. I think that's ultimately what happened is I was so focused on not crossing those boundaries that she was crossing boundaries that I had that I never told. Yeah. And you don't realize that it's a problem for you until it's too late. Right. You don't realize that you're now having issues in the relationship that are making it harder for her um, because you're spending all of your time thinking about her needs. And then when yours aren't getting met, then in the end, you're just kind of shooting yourself in the foot. I know that was my experience. Uh, how, how old were you when your parents split up? Six months old. You said you were, okay, so you don't know anything. I don't, I don't know anything different, but I've seen four marriages. So nice. That's got to come with some baggage, right? Yeah. Okay. But, uh, it seems like one of the themes here is just knowing what the boundaries are. And when I think about boundaries in like sports, right? They're the sidelines, the goal line. Right. It's got to be marked. It's got to be visible. You ever try to play volleyball in the sand and the, and, no the sand, and the sand gets all messed up, you know, and, you, and it's, it was a zen or out, and you have to know what the what the line is. I mean, what is the actual line? What what is okay to do or not to do? We're talking about the guy on the business trip. I've even talked to people about like men who've have had chronic uh, um, infidelities and things like that. And some people, their boundary in the end becomes this. Okay, I don't recommend this, and I don't think our our, our listeners are into this kind of thing, but. Sometimes their boundary is, I do what I want sexually. I don't think that works. I don't think that's very healthy. But if that is your, if that's what you, if that's what you do, and so that's wait, what you're so, going to do. So you're, you're telling me this person go to, goes to his wife and says, mm -hmm. my boundary is. I'm, I'm going to have a girlfriend or I'm going to do this with other people or I'm going to look at porn or whatever. And that's what I do. And that's what I'm okay with. And that's what I how I want to live my life. And if she signs on the dotted line with that and says, okay, whatever blows your skirt up, I'm good with that, then that's it. There's yes. If she, I, I have a lady and she's, um, she's worried about her husband you know, texting these other women and he's a school teacher and a lot of female coworkers and stuff. And she says, well, before me, he's always had two. He's always had two women in his life at the same time, you know, until me. She's not okay with that. 
but she knows that this is what he's doing. And I've just, for some people, I've had to say, hey, man, maybe this is something you, maybe you have no intentions of being monogamous. If, if that is not your intention to be that way, then don't make her believe that you're living within that boundary. And so, for some people, again, don't recommend this kind of lifestyle no, but or whatever, it, you, but it's but, like, but, whatever it is... It's an extreme example. It's an extreme example of whatever it is for you, you have to be living You have to be living on your own terms. Make those things known. What are the parameters, and is this fair to the other person? That, that's a whole different discussion. But if you know what yours are and you're realistic about it, because there are some men out there who just know there is no boundary. Right. And so... If that is if that is the truth for you, it has to be known. So to kind of sum up we've, what we've been talking about, number one, um, be honest with yourself. Be honest with your spouse. Ask yourself, if you've got a boundary, it's fair to say, ask yourself, why, is, why do I have this boundary? Is it healthier for me to have this boundary or is it healthier for me to... Challenge my expectation. Exactly. To, to change this boundary... And that's a, that's a question we should be asking ourselves. I find myself when I'm getting in a situation where I'm uncomfortable, I like to ask myself, all right, that's interesting. Why am I uncomfortable with this? Am I uncomfortable because I'm legitimately in danger right now or am I uncomfortable because I've never been here before? Mm -hmm. And maybe that's the question you ask for boundaries is, all right, why am I feeling this way? Why is this a boundary? Is this important enough that I need to draw this line in the sand? I mean, for instance, and in, in marriage, there are certain boundaries that, are just they come with the territory you know you cleave unto each other you you know you don't have, but in the case of this guy he's just like look if you're going to be married to me i'm going to have a side thing and that's just the way it is and if she's cool with it then she's cool with it and that's fine so be honest with yourself be honest with your spouse and then respect the boundaries i mean it's really that it's really no more complicated than that right I think what makes it hard is, like Chad was saying, he, he, he could always respect other people's boundaries. Maybe this is where I've been too. I can respect other people's boundaries. I appreciate knowing what they are, but being able to set my own and keep them. I've, I've been pretty, pretty good throughout my life of being able to say what I wanted, but not so good at making it happen just that way. That's so you, bit, you fold, you cave? Fold, is that yes, I've, I've folded. I think we're all guilty of that said, though. Okay, whatever, you know, just that's the going along to get along. And, what I'm working on right now is being firm and just, you know, not putting any option off the table in order to, you know, make my boundaries valuable. And I think the people in our lives deserve that from us. Like, they, like the, at least that, right? Well, that, at least they, they deserve to have a spouse that isn't constantly pissed off and resentful. Yes. And if you're feeling like your boundaries are getting violated and you can't get over it, right, the natural emotion you're going to feel in that circumstance is resentment because you've expressed to this person time and time again that when you do this, I feel this way, right? And, you know, there's only so much a person can take to where they just kind of throw theirs up, their, their hands up and that's what, you know, and that's where bad decisions get made. So. Do the people in our lives lose respect for us when we say that we've got this, this boundary? Maybe to your point, to the example you were talking about, uh, you know, you, you clearly enunciate, this is a thing that pisses me off, I don't want this to happen, and then you, f you let the other person get away with that, or they start, to, they start to creep in on that, and you let that erosion happen. Do, do the people in our lives lose respect for us because they see like, wow, this guy's kind of a puss, I can, I can get away with this, I can get away with I a totally little more, I can get away with a little more. Like this guy has no balls. Right. I think people definitely lose respect. I was a I, I facilitated some uh, graduate courses for a few years at a university, and uh, 
people would oft, often come to me with these need, a need so they had some excuse. So I, I need a, a sec, you could only have one absence, for example, or I need this other absence, or my work is going to be late. Every time I, I made an exception for people, I always, always regretted it. It never happens just once. Other. It never happens just once. They take advantage. And when I was the toughest and the strongest and demanded the most of people, those are the kids that ki- kids. I shouldn't say kids; they were well, adults, but they would. They were grown ass people. Grown ass people, but they would come to me afterward and hug me and say, "You know, this was really challenging for me. It, I, I seem to have more respect when I was firm in the boundaries and not being the nice guy. The nice guy thing, which I think I struggle with myself, not not good. It's not good to just always defer and always kind of." So, so so give in. So if there's a message for tonight's episode, it is set boundaries, respect boundaries, and maintain boundaries. Hold them, hold them. Brad makes a really good point. I, I'm thinking of a guy that I know and I respect and I like him a lot, and he's a hard ass. He's tough. He's really tough. But he's incredibly fair. He is is incredibly compassionate. However, one of, the, one of the great things that I personally feel like I respect him for so much is like, you really know where this dude stands. You know what his values are. You know what his principles are. And he's not going to let you get away with any, any, uh, any mission. He doesn't have mission creep. He doesn't let life erode him away from like the way he's moving or the direction he's going or the things that are, are like utmost value to him. And that's a guy that you just have to stand back and say, that's a grown-ass man. That's a guy who knows exactly how he wants his life to go, and he's not going to let anybody take that away from him. And that's something that in a, in a quorum, we, you know, the Alpha Quorum, I think one of the things, and maybe like what Derek was just sort of summarizing, I think one of the great things that happens when you level up, when you Alpha up, is you, you work through in your own life and in your own head, who are you? Who am I? What do I want to be? What do I want to be in my life? Where do I want to go? What... What purpose do I want to serve for myself and for other people? And those are things that are really clear and sharp in your head. You write those down. They become sort of like mission statements, purpose. This is the purpose of my life. This is what I'm about. And then I'm going to move forward with that, that mission, with that burning inside of me. And, the wor- and everybody's going to try to take that away from you. Think Everyone of- is going to try to creep in and get a piece of that and knock you down and take some of that away from you for a thousand different reasons. Mm-hmm. good and bad and the guy who is an alpha sees all those threats and then he does what he needs to do to continue moving forward in his mission regardless of the people who piss on him people who tell him for you know a hundred different ways to try to like i said minimize that take that away from him he doesn't budge he he's firm and, and you but and you and you think of, we all have people in our lives that we know that are like that they have their boundaries. They they're principled. And think about it. Think about every. And it doesn't. And we're not just talking about men here. We're talking about men and women. We respect those people. Yeah. We yeah, might right. we might not agree with their positions. We might not necessarily even like them, but we respect them. And <laughs> I I love it when people say things like this. When they say, "I'm not doing that." Like to me, no. When a, somebody says, when "Somebody says I'm not doing that," or no, that's not going to be, you know, no, that's not okay. Or, or, or that's not happening. That's or not just happening. some or statement, just whatever it is that there is like, a no. definitive, like, limit. When somebody what? says no to me and doesn't tell me why, I respect that guy. Like, 
that's a boundary. And I've started doing that. You know, we, are, we all go to the same place on Sunday, and we're always getting, you know, except today. But, <laughs> yeah, you didn't do that. I didn't do that today. But we, we all, we were all on 10 different text threads like, can you do this? Can you do that? Um, by the way, New England just scored going to the Super Bowl. Oh, Super right. Bowl. Super, Did it happen? Sports yeah, ball? Is sports it over? Ball, sports ball. Patriot, it's locked up? Locked up. 37-31. And, and, we can uh, cut that out, right? And over, no, we're not going to. You put that on a loop. Put that on a loop. Put that on a loop. <laughs> Super Bowl set, Patriots versus Rams. That's going to be legit good. Nice. So, um, but we all, we all get those texts. And when somebody says, look, I'm not going to make it, I'm always thinking like that is the biggest badass on this because we're always like got a family thing. I'm making a casserole. You know, we're always giving explanations and grown ass man just say, you know what, I can't do it. Yeah. Sometimes I do it. Sometimes I don't. Today's one of those I don't. So if you're listening to the church clean, if you're listening to this and this message is resonating with you and you've listened to his blather on now for an hour about boundaries and you feel like you don't have any, here's our homework we're going to give you. Next time you have to say no to something, next time you want to say no to something, just say no and don't explain yourself. You're a grown-ass man. You don't have to explain yourself. Just say, you know what? I'm not going to do that today. <laughs> Jeremy, shut up. Don't say it. <laughs> do it. Stop it. Do it. Don't do it. Do I think it. maybe you owe Cut that to your wife. Cut it now. Show's over. I think maybe you owe that to your wife. Okay, we're not talking about her. We're not talking about her spouses. We're talking about again out in our mothers or work situations or whatever. Next time Tyler's, Tyler's mom, mom <laughs> next time Tyler's mom tells me to do something, I'm going to say no and I'm not going to explain myself. Good. How's that? And then we'll find him buried somewhere in the desert. <laughs> Good Where's luck. Where's Derek? <laughs> he said he was going to be here. Her favorite movies are Casino and Goodfellas. You're screwed. Nice, <laughs> nice. I'm going to get Joe Pesci in a cornfield. Oh yeah. So hey, anything else you guys want to add to this show before we do? another alphabet and i'm gonna go home and bask in the patriots going to the super bowl he means goes to sleep because he's got a bad heart right i'm gonna go fast he's gonna he's gonna sleep with his patriots blanket that's right he's got i've got a tom Tom brady 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 no but you know what i I will say this i love tom brady and we had this conversation about me and tom brady and show prep but we can't repeat it but i went to the the night store yesterday up in summerlin at the the arena and I do have a boundary that I just realized. Grown-ass men wearing other grown-ass men's sports jerseys. There is a line. There is somewhere. Jeremy owns one, don't you? No, I don't, okay. actually, because I, so I kind of feel the same way. There's, yeah. there's a certain age you get to, and I don't know what it is. Brett, obviously not 26. <laughs> Tyler's over <laughs> there. Tyler's freaking out. Nice jersey. Tyler. Okay, so you're not there yet. So somewhere no. between 44 and 26. 26. 26. <laughs> so maybe, Tyler, if you weren't wearing other grown-ass men's jersey, you would get swiped up more. Just saying... Just saying, is your profile picture you in a grown in a Vegas Knights jersey? I don't own one. All right. So anyway, there's there's a there's a, I have a boundary there. So I'm going to be all all week. I'm going to be thinking about boundaries. Like, oh, there's another one. There's another one. There's another one. There's another one. So anyway, so your homework is I'm going to give you some homework. All of you, all of you, and you can say it to me. I'm cool. Just say no. Don't explain yourself. What if I say no to this homework? That's some alpha shit right there. Holy cow. I think we should fade out to that. That's a super good ending. And we're going to leave people with their mind blown just like that.
That was good. I like that. It was awesome. That was good. That was a good episode. That's like some Inception. Right? What? It's <laughs> dope. All right. Is that, that good? Two hey, it's visiting. only 7.15. Look at us. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Alpha Quorum podcast. Uh, while we talk about real life and real life issues, we're really just entertaining you and hoping you find some value out of what we're saying. And again, if you need someone to talk to, please look for a professional in your area or contact us so we can help you find one yourself. Gentlemen, you are the Alpha, and this is the Alpha Quorum.